Welcome to the Simply Resilient Podcast, episode number 57, Equal Airtime. My name is Jessie Ellertson, and I am a certified life coach and a military wife who's in the trenches of life with each of you. This podcast is for military wives who know how to handle the challenges of deployments and frequent trainings, but want to improve the experience that they are having in the process. If you are ready to thrive while your husband is away, then you are in the right place. We are starting out our episode today as usual with a battle buddy moment, and it is a podcast review from Nikki Norton, and she says, thank you. Thank you, Jesse, for the relevant and real life information that I can actually use. No sugarcoating here, just honest and open conversations. I really appreciate that review, Nikki, and I want to say that that is what I'm going for in this podcast is to offer you tools that you can use in a really real life way, things that can be applicable. And while I try to make it fun and light at times, I try to not have too much fluff. I feel like that's the sugar coating of just kind of vague counsel. And I want to give you things that you can use to help your life feel better and different today. So everybody who's listening and loving what they're hearing, please go on if you haven't already and review my podcast right now. I would appreciate it so much. Okay, so today I'm going to teach you a little tool that I learned from my teacher, Brooke Castillo, and it's called Equal Airtime. And it's basically understanding that our brains have a negative bias. And so without working hard at all, we're able to easily see the negative side of any situation, whether it's something that's currently happening to us, whether it's the way we view something in the past or the way that we're predicting something will go in the future. Because of this, it's really easy to see what we think went wrong, what we think is currently going wrong, or what we are sure is about to go wrong, versus intentionally spending time thinking about what went right and what might go well in the future. As you know, the concept of 50-50 is really important to me, that everything in life is half good, half bad, half easy, half hard half fun, half work. And that concept can really come into play here that basically we're going to take a look at giving things equal airtime. We're going to allow ourselves to kind of go to that worst case scenario as long as we spend the exact same amount of time entertaining the ideas of what the best case scenario might look like. So I'm going to give you a few examples to illustrate this concept. My first example is thinking about something that brings up some uncertainty for you. So when I think of uncertainty right now, I'm definitely thinking about what's going on in the world with the pandemic and COVID-19. And I hear from my clients and from my friends and even from my own brain, a lot of this worst case scenario. So we can allow our brain to go to that place, that worst case scenario place and wonder if we get sick, then maybe we get other people sick. Maybe people even die. You know, maybe it's going to take so long for this to go away. Maybe my husband's going to lose his job. Maybe, you know, we won't be able to, the kids won't be able to go to school. They're going to be affected by it. You know, we go to kind of that worst case scenario for a while and really allow ourselves to think and worry and even complain about what is hard and what's going wrong. And that will all come very easily to you. But we discipline ourselves to say, okay, I've spent five minutes worrying, stressing, and complaining about this level of uncertainty that I'm living in right now, these circumstances of coronavirus that I'm living in right now. And so for my own good, I'm going to now in a disciplined and intentional way spend five minutes encouraging my brain to go to what could be a best case scenario. 
So we might think maybe we never get it. Maybe we get it and it's not that bad. Maybe we get it and have all the medical supplies we need. Maybe we get it and we're able to know in a way that we don't spread it very much. Maybe the coronavirus doesn't affect my husband's job or our income. Maybe the kids are able to go to school and then later, even when they're not, it will have been for their benefit to learn how to be patient and flexible. Maybe it'll be to my benefit to have them home more than I was planning. Maybe I'll learn how to be a homeschool mom, even though I didn't see that on my horizon. Maybe it will all resolve quickly. Maybe they'll find a vaccine that works really well. Maybe we'll learn new things about the virus that make it easier for us to mitigate its effects. So you see how it takes a little bit more work to come up with how things might go really well in perceived challenging circumstance, but you'll feel lighter and more in control if you at least spend an equal amount of time thinking about and focusing on what might go well. So that was an example of a future scenario. Let's do an example of something that's currently happening. So if your husband is deployed, you might spend some time each day thinking about how when he's gone, you have more responsibility. And when he's deployed, you're worried about him. You're worried about his safety. And you're worried about the negative effect it might be having on your kids, having him away. And you solo parenting, maybe you don't feel like you're doing your best. And you spend some time thinking about the parent that you are when he's away and how you know you could be doing better. So go ahead and allow yourself to go to those places, those places that your negative bias in your brain takes you very easily. And then say, okay, time for equal airtime. Now that I've spent 10 minutes on all of that worry and concern and maybe some resentment and fear and self-judgment. Now I'm going to spend 10 minutes on confidence, self-love, gratitude, and positivity. So that might look like, all things considered, I get a lot done each day. I see how my kids are growing stronger and being flexible and resilient I'm so grateful for technology and how we're able to stay so connected to my husband even when he's away. Because of FaceTime, my little kids still know their dad's face and his voice. He feels familiar to them even though they haven't seen him for a long time. It's hard when he's away, but I can do hard things. I'm getting stronger. I know how to ask for help. There's a lot of people in my life who want to help me. There are people in my life who know what it feels like to go through what I'm going through. I'm not alone. So you can see how if you use this tool of giving yourself equal airtime, you honor the experience that you're having. You allow it to be hard. You let it be hard. It is hard. But then you take some intentional time to see what's going well, what's working for you in your favor, what resources you have available to you. And you just create some of those feelings that feel really good to feel. Okay, now let's do an example from something in the past. So this might look like something that didn't go as planned. Maybe a vacation that you went on that had some big hiccups along the way and you had to improvise and compromise and and change the plan. So you might think things like that wasn't how it was supposed to go. Vacations are supposed to be easy. It's hard to change our plans. I had different ideas in mind for what this vacation would look like and feel like. Why isn't everyone having fun? This is costing more money than we planned. We're all a little grumpy and you're not supposed to be grumpy on vacation. Then you got to give it the equal airtime. You know, the vacation's over and you're reflecting back on it. 
and it's easy for you to see the parts that went wrong, especially if there were some big things that went wrong and they can kind of overshadow the good parts. So the equal airtime would look like this. Maybe that was exactly how it was always supposed to go. I love when we have the opportunity to be flexible and we learned a lot from this trip on how to avoid this mistake in the future. My kids got a lot of quality time together. I stayed in the moment for a lot of this vacation. The most important things were still present in this vacation. We got to experience things we weren't planning on. We all got more experience choosing to be amused rather than annoyed. Okay, so I'm going to give you a couple more examples, and then we're going to wrap up this episode. It's going to be a pretty short one. So I want to give you one more kind of future worry one, and then I'll finish with kind of a a goal, big dream one. So this example for the future worry one is if you have a child that you are worried about, maybe they're struggling in school, maybe they have a new medical diagnosis, Maybe you're not even sure what's wrong, but it just doesn't seem to be going the way you thought for this child. It's very easy to catastrophize their future, right? So you might spend time thinking, what if they don't make friends? What if they don't get good grades? What if they don't go to college? What if they don't find anything they're interested in? What if this never goes away? What if they don't learn how to manage this? What if I don't have the answers, Okay, so you spend five, ten minutes allowing those worries and then an equal amount of time going to that best case scenario. We really spend very little time imagining and practicing believing in the best case scenario. And that might seem a little silly to you, but really think how much time you spend thinking about the worst case scenario. Let's make that feel a little sillier. Thinking about the worst case scenario weirdly feels very reasonable to us. Like it's a productive, normal, reasonable thing to do when really it's as available as the best case scenario. Really, we often end up a little bit more in the middle of best case scenario and worst case scenario. I have just found it to be so helpful to balance out my ability to think about the worst case scenario with intentionally thinking about the best case scenario. So if you were to go to the best case scenario for this future worry example about your child, it might look something like this. Maybe this is exactly the experience he needs to have in order to to learn valuable lessons. Maybe this is actually his greatest strength. Maybe he figures all of this out and is better for it. Maybe this experience will open up opportunities for him. Maybe having experienced this, he'll better understand other people who will experience this. Maybe this will make him a better friend, a better roommate, a better student, a better dad, a better brother, a better friend. We are so quick to worry about what our children's future holds. We need to spend a little bit of time being really excited about what their future could hold. It's all available. Okay, my final example is when you have an idea and you decide to go for a big dream and you start to have doubts and concerns about your big dream. So you indulge in those thoughts, allow for them, call them what they are, an indulgence. And it might look something like this. You might be thinking, who do I think I am that I can do this, create this, go for this? What if people think I'm ridiculous? What if I don't like it as much as I think I will? I'm worried that I won't be smart enough or capable enough to figure out everything I'll need to learn to do in order to accomplish this. I'm afraid I'll fail. And then when you're done with those indulgences, you balance that with 
what if my dream succeeds? What if it's everything I thought it would be and more? What if I have exactly what it takes to create this? What if I'm always able to figure out what to do next? What if I have all the resources available to me when I need them? What if I'm even better at it than I think? What if people are really proud of me and think it's a great idea too? Okay, so your mission for this episode is to just start to gain awareness over that negative bias in your brain. Your brain's ability to, without, with almost no effort, focus on the negative side of any given situation, past, present, or future. And then as you gain awareness of that negative bias, start to intentionally create equal airtime for your negative bias and create that positive bias. Go from worst case scenario to best case scenario and just balance out that time spent thinking about what might go wrong with what might go right. And that's what I have for you guys today. So we're going to wrap up this episode with a hot mess moment. A couple of Christmases ago, Brad got me a pair of earrings that I loved And just a couple months after getting them, I unfortunately lost one of the earrings and I was so sad. So I still had the other one, but one was lost and I was really bummed about that. So I looked for it everywhere. I couldn't find it. I was pretty sure it was gone for good that I'd lost it out, you know, in public at a store or something or outside on my walk or something like that. But one day I was just really indulging in some frustration with my kids. I was short with them. I was just wanting everyone to leave me alone. And my house was feeling like it just really needed a good cleaning. And sometimes when I'm angry, that's like my favorite time to clean because I just take out my aggression on my grime, my dirt, my house. And so I just told all the kids, just leave me alone. And I was going to clean all of our bathrooms in one shot. Uh, My kids are each assigned a bathroom. They do an okay job, not as good of a job as I like, but they're getting better. So every once in a while, though, I'll just in one shot go bathroom after bathroom and clean every single one top to bottom, spend a couple hours really deep cleaning all my bathrooms. So I decided that's what I was going to do. And... I storm into my bathroom. I'm still, I mean, I'm, I'm on a rampage kind of, you guys. This, this doesn't happen very often, but it happens. <laughs> and I'm on a bit of a rampage and I start in my bathroom. So I storm in there and I head straight for the toilet because I just want to really get that toilet clean. <laughs> and I go to pull the scrubber brush, the toilet cleaning brush out of its holder. And I do it with an unusual amount of and an unnecessary amount of force because I'm still just caught up in my the heat of my anger. And I hear something just go clink like against the wall behind me. And I think, well, that was weird. And lo and behold, there was my lost earring. It was in the toilet brush cup. I'm guessing stuck to the toilet brush. And because I pulled that toilet brush out in such a way that I ended up sort of flinging the earring behind me. I like grabbed it and pulled it, pulled it backwards and the earring went back behind me. And I think that if I had been calm and going to clean my toilet, I would have just lifted the brush normally out of the out of its holder and stuck it right into the toilet and started cleaning. And you know, I've got the soap in the toilet, so it's all bubbly. And I wonder if I would have totally missed my earring and flushed it down the toilet because it would have fallen off the brush into the toilet. I would have cleaned the toilet and then flushed it all down and my earring would have been gone forever. And so when I hear that little clink and I turn around and I see my earring laying there on the ground, I just start laughing because 
I know how ridiculous I'm behaving. My kids have seriously done nothing wrong besides just be like slightly annoying, which is exactly on track what they're supposed to be doing. And so I know that I am behaving in a very disproportionate way to what is happening, that I'm being a little bit ridiculous myself. And I see that earring laying there and I realize I'm, I'm so happy I found it. And I realized that the only reason I found it was because I was cleaning my toilet angrily. And so I just laughed and laughed and I went outside or out to the front and told my kids this funny story. Look, I found my earring that I was sure was gone and it was in my toilet brush cup. I, I don't know how it got in there, truly, if it just fell out of my ear while I was using the restroom and happened to get down in there. Or maybe it was the last time I was cleaning the toilet. It's hard to say, but somehow it got in there. And I, I wonder if I would have ever found it if I hadn't been cleaning it angrily. And my favorite thought to think in these kinds of circumstances is the universe is constantly conspiring in my favor. So the universe knew that my earring was in that toilet bowl cup. And the universe knew that the only way I would find that earring is if I yanked the brush out of the cup with force and anger. And so the universe waited for that moment that I was angry and then planted that thought in my head of go clean your toilet right now. This is the moment. Anyway, I just think it's fun to see how things are constantly conspiring in our favor and how life is just working for our good. We're so lucky. We create our own luck and we are just recipients and beneficiaries of so many amazing, amazing things, especially if we're watching for it. And that's what I have for you guys today. Are you ready to take what you are learning here to the next level? Then join me for resiliency training. This is my monthly coaching program that includes a private coaching session with me each month, along with weekly content and individual email support. Start anytime for just $100 a month and continue at that rate as desired with no obligation. We can all use a little help sometimes to get through the difficulties of military life, and that's exactly the boost this program will give you. Sign up on my website, simplyresilient.net. I can't wait to work with you.